Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Today, we're looking at the impact of renewable energy on electricity bills. I'm joined by Dr. Moran Lynch, who's Senior Research Officer with the ESRI. Good morning to you, Dr. Moran. Good morning, how are you? I'm grand. Uh, just can you remind us who the ESRI are, please? Certainly, yeah. So we're an independent research institute, um, and we do policy relevant research. We have Lots of different um, funding bodies. A lot of it is government departments, but not only government departments. And uh, we're full of academics who don't teach. So uh, we're living the dream. (laughs) That sounds good. So let's look at the topic today then, the impact of renewable energy on our electricity bills. Does wind energy make an impact? It certainly does. Um, There are different components to our electricity bills. So... Part of when you pay your bill, part of what you pay is going to go to pay for things like the wires that transport electricity around the place. Wind energy doesn't have any impact on that, obviously. Um, Part of it will go to support renewable electricity. Um, Wind energy sometimes pushes that up, pushes that down. We'll talk about that in a sec. And then the other part goes to pay for the actual energy. So the company that sends you your bill, whether that's Board Gosh, Electric Ireland, FSE, when they're selling you electricity, they have to buy that electricity themselves from the wholesale market. So this is kind of the same way as like um, kind of your local shop will buy kind of tomatoes from a wholesaler and then sell them on to you at retail level. The exact same thing happens with electricity. And what we know from studying electricity prices in Ireland is that on the windy days, prices are lower than on the days without wind. So we can actually see what is the impact of wind and indeed solar on our bills? And the answer is it pushes down wholesale prices. Hmm. Um, So wholesale prices, while they've been very high over the last few years, they would have been even higher without wind energy, if you can believe that. Yeah, so can you flesh out a little bit more the components of the electricity bill there? I think you've touched on it. Is there more information you'd like to share with us on that? Sure, yeah. So the impact of the wires and stuff, this is obviously independent of how much electricity we use because the wire is the wire and it doesn't matter if you've got every single appliance on in your house at the time or it, and it doesn't matter if the only thing running is your fridge. Either way, you still have to pay for that wire that's getting the electricity into your house and you also have to pay for the wires that are transporting electricity around the country. So that component of, of, of electricity costs is what we call fixed. It's not really higher or lower depending on our demand. Like maybe it's a little bit influenced by demand, but for the most part it's fixed. What it is influenced though is by things like um, our population. So where are we all living? If we have an awful lot of one-off houses and they all need their own connection to the grid, that's going to push up our network costs. On the other hand, if we're living in more densely populated cities and that kind of thing, so kind of one wire can serve a whole load of of households in a a housing estate or an apartment block or something like that, that's going to push down the network costs. Um, And then wind can have some impact on that because obviously we need to connect the wind turbines to the network. And it's cheaper to just build one wire to connect a great big power station to the network than it is to build lots of wires to connect wind turbines to the network. Ah. So network costs could certainly have or be impacted by wind power, but it's really hard to say by how much because you simply can't point to this wire and say, we had to build that wire because of wind and we had to build that wire because of demand. It doesn't work like that. So while we would expect that without wind, we would have lower network costs, we can't really say by how much. And then the other component is 
what we call the PSO levy. So the PSO levy stands for public service obligation and you can dig out your own bill and you can have a look at it. It'll, it'll be there on your bill showing you how much you're paying for the PSO levy. And that is the payment that we make in order to subsidise renewable energy. Up until now, it's been positive. So we've been paying a bit on our bill to subsidise renewable energy. Yeah. Um, I would argue that it's been too high. We could have got the wind that we have for cheaper, but that's, that's, that's water under the bridge. But last year, um, what actually happened was wind had such a depressing effect on prices that it worked the other way around. So the wind producers are actually paying us back money. So up until now, our PSO levy has cost us on our bills, and now we're actually getting a benefit from the PSO levy on our bills. So what that means is that in general, or up until now, renewable electricity has put upward pressure on that portion of our bills, but now it's putting downward pressure on that portion of our bills. So it's kind of like an insurance policy. When electricity prices are high, we get something back from wind energy. When electricity prices are low, we give something to wind energy. It's fascinating to hear. I have never heard it described as the way you've described it and and analysed the way you've done it. It's it's so easy to understand as well, so thank you for doing that. Now, how do our electricity bills compare with other European countries? They're certainly higher than average, a good bit higher. We consistently rank as having very high electricity bills. Um, However, if you dig into that, um, there are different components. So another component is taxation. The taxation component of our bills is actually low by European standards. If you look at the Nordic countries, for example, they have super high taxation on their bills. Um, They have very high VAT on on electricity and that kind of thing. So the taxation element is not that high. Um, The network element is is a good bit higher than average. So... That, it's worth asking why that is. Is that because our population is so dispersed? Is that because we have so much wind energy? Is it because we're over-investing in our grid? Is it because we're under-investing in things like storage? Don't know. What we do know is that it's higher than average. So that's something that we need to look at. And it's also right. something that the consumer can't really do anything about. You can't do anything to your usage that will reduce that network, network component because, as we said earlier, it's fixed. Okay. And then the wholesale part is actually about European average. So our wholesale electricity prices don't seem to be that much higher on average. Of course, the wholesale part is a good bit higher than some countries that have loads of hydro, for example, but it's lower than other countries that would have a lot of coal or whatever. So the network cost is above average, the wholesale cost is about average, um, and the taxation is below average, But and then overall, we're a good bit above average. All right. Final question. What can we do to get our electricity bills down between government and households? What can be done? And I have to, I've about a minute before I head to the news, so I have to ask you for a quick answer on this one. Sure. So what householders can do is they can reduce their usage and they can also switch their supplier, switch to a cheaper supplier, just go onto a price comparison website like Bankers or something like that. What government can do is we can figure out why our network costs are so high and try to get them down. And we can also see if there's a way we can regulate the market better to get our wholesale costs even further down. Pleasure to talk to you. Really interesting. Thanks for taking our call, Dr. Moran. Good morning to you now. Thanks so much for having me. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.